The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas, and um, who are you, sir? Your producer, Matt Duncan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. We're a, we're a hardcore fan podcast, but we know a lot, so our opinions are like you know pretty legit. I think <laughs> um, uh, we got some ama- amazing guests today. But uh, before we get to the guests, uh, Matt, if uh, if you're in Toronto and it's um, ridiculously cold temperatures and and your head is cold, what might you do? Well, the only thing that you can buy for that is a Confederacy of Dunks toque. And uh, contact Freddie and or me, and we will uh, set that up for you. That's right, and we got the Shopify all set up. <laughs> we so, do. I, I, mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could, yeah. if you noticed, I specifically didn't mention Shopify because we've had such a time with it. But uh, yes, we do have a Shopify, and we're we're almost there. We're almost we're there. Almost <laughs> there. PayPal, totally different issue. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, we'll figure we'll figure out PayPal by next week. That's a yeah. promise. Yeah. But um, yeah, get your tukes. If, if you want to support this podcast, Matt, uh, how is one to do that? Or, you know, should they just shout it from the streets or what? Well, that's the first thing you should do. That's how you should start every morning. But uh, we appreciate some reviews and likes on iTunes and uh, Spotify. I don't think you can view on Spotify, but just subscribe there. It's an easy way to listen to the pod. Sure. And, uh, you know, we're even on YouTube. You know, we're trying to get those YouTube bucks so we can uh, quit our jobs. So uh, yeah, we think we get about four or five listens on YouTube's per episode. So we're how coming much for those, you. How much yeah. does this pay? Oh, um, I don't feel. I like... think it's like five bucks a listen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something Holy like shit. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, the YouTube's just so, Sai is loaded. <laughs> Yeah, Sai so, uh, did well that one year. Yeah, no, Sai um, definitely did well that year. Yeah, you guys, li- you guys like Sai references? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never too old uh, for a Sai reference. The Sai reference is the old Desposito reference. Ooh, oh. nice. How's that? I like um, it. Sorry, I felt like I said that like I was like trying to be mean, and I was no, actually, no, it landed. Okay, it's, good. It's, I, it, you're probably giving me too smart. much credit for it. Well, uh, okay. That, you know, the, you, you can already hear one of the guests, so we, we we should get to him right yeah, away. But get to uh, last, like I, I think before we hop into it, um, Matt, if people want to listen to us, where, mm-hmm. where are they, where are they going to listen to us? Uh, didn't I just say? Are you trying to throw me to Patreon? I was going to in the end, <laughs> but I really wanted you to say FM player, man. Oh. Come F- on. <laughs> That's right. God damn. Yeah. Well, I'm always on the fence about that one. I don't know if that's, I don't know what they stand for, you know, but yeah, if you want to listen there for sure, player FM and uh, we do have a Patreon. So if you feel like subscribing, supporting us, building us up, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dunks podcast. There we go. Nailed. You know, um, you know, I got to (laughs) say listening to all this has like really, really reestablished in my brain. Why people usually do plugs at the end of an episode. (laughs) No, no, no. 
That's, it's really good to start to, with this, I think. Yeah. Listening to you guys bumble through, like, <laughs> go to our Patreon, go to our Shopify. Uh, and then you're like, when you're like, we, we've we almost figured out Shopify. We're nowhere <laughs> close to figuring out PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really got me on the PayPal thing because that is a crisis. Let's just call it for what it is, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PayPal is super confusing. I'm having a tough time. I'm, um, I, who, how is, like, are, is someone operating your telephone for you right now? Honestly, I have a tough time getting through the basic tasks of life. Um, but I also you know, love that you guys, you guys plugged your Patreon, but you were like, most people like go to the Patreon where you can like join our discord server or have bonus episodes or you guys are just like, just go to the Patreon and just give us money. No additional content. Hey, we, we have like hot sauce. There's a whole bunch yeah, of no, stuff, there's right? stuff. Yeah. We've got Freddie's hot sauce. We've got, you know, uh, exclusive Freddie on the fly of, uh, episodes that are only for that's Patreon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just what Freddie is just, uh, running in a snowstorm recording. Well, he's well, we're uh, working up to that. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to get him from not just pacing in his room while I call him, but uh, yeah. yeah, we're hoping to bre- breach. Uh, no, this is out. good. You know, yeah. Matt's, Will's calling us out. Yeah. He's he's the reason yeah. we're you actually know what? on the same day. He's of the your week. mentor, and now I feel like he's mine too. Okay, I've we never, I've never heard anything said with less confidence than I have uh, the phrase "episodes of Freddy on the Fly." Like live, it was said, "Oh, Freddy li- live." No, Freddy on the Fly. Like five plus on the, on the fly. Yeah, well, I ask him five questions while he's on the fly. I love that uh, you, <laughs> I guessed, I heard it wrong three different times, and the correct name was the worst of all four of those options. <laughs> oh, I baby. I thought it had something to do with your zipper. <laughs> yeah, like, See, this is all driving interest the for the segment. I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe that's like a late night shuttle when the subway shuts down. I don't know. It's a weird pun. If you saw the image, you would see that it's yeah. based on um, Cronenberg's The Fly. <laughs> oh my god! So it goes even further. Yeah, yeah it does go further Every, into that. Everybody loves a, a, a play on words you can only uh, read. That's right. Yes. Yes. Only get an incredible reading. thing to do in an audio medium. We're like, yeah. well, if you can see the picture, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, people are famous for looking at the uh, the episode art for podcasts. And you know what? If they're still listening to this. Can you imagine? What, what? Yeah. Why don't you check out our Patreon? <laughs> Dear God, this is fun. Let's talk some goddamn Raptors ball. We just saw an awesome game. Oh. You know, I feel like uh, we we took some critique, Matt. But uh, you know, let's let's do what we do best. Are we going to enter the guests? Run or are we just going to bypass them? Yes. Why don't you give me that Raptors sting? Well, do you want to introduce what, the guests just, or what? Skipping our intro. I was way? actually going to skip your intros by accident, wow. but I, I won't. I won't. Um, just quickly honestly, tell them who's was, yelling at us. Did the intro skip because we we really like you did you know, We in. really kind of took the wind out of the sails of the intro. <laughs> you you, well, you on, barged right in. Plug. I'd like to plug some stuff. Aren't we getting plugged? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You <laughs> no, guys wait till the, the end. Not plugged yet. Okay. You know what? I'd like to plug my appearance on Confederacy of Dunks podcast. <laughs> enough is enough. I'm introing the damn guests. Coming from L.A., um, he doesn't live there, but he's there right now. 
Uh, he's on a million shows, including The Blind Spot and others. <laughs> the uh, Blind Spot, yeah. Yeah, The Blind Spot, the one and only. He <laughs> just aged uh, 30 years. That's right. Uh, I don't even know what I messed up, which is why I'm steaming <laughs> along uh, with the uh, with the intro here. But, uh, you know, you love him. Give it up for uh, Esmer, baby. Oh. oh, yeah. Airtight. <laughs> Okay. Hi, Ennis. Ennis. Go- <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? Ennis, Thanks for being so patient and waiting. Guys, I, 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 uh, I, I, uh, this is the first time I've been on the show since they won, since the Raptors became champions. Well, That's congratulations. True. You're it's a champion. An honor to be here. Thank you for uh, having me. Ennis, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because That's we've fine. already been talking for 45 minutes. That's true. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to bring on guest number two. Uh, he was on the podcast last week. Whew. And, uh, before that, he wasn't on the podcast for, I think, a calendar year. Um, <laughs> that was due to scheduling errors, uh, which you can uh, catch up with and uh, check out last week because, um, you know, that's how basketball podcasts work. You yep. always listen to week-old podcasts. Yep. Um, he's amazing. He's hilarious. Give it up. At home, also from L.A., Will Weldon. All right. Don't even bother with the music. Let's not, let's not go through with this charade. Play yakety sex. <laughs> <laughs> it should be yakety sex for Will. Wait, did you oh. really cut his music? Yeah, I did. No, yeah, no. I was in control it, here. It's no music. <laughs> Matt, Matt <laughs> takes you seriously. Yeah, it, no. Um, it, it's like there's just going to be like like I, I almost think that Freddie is the rare podcast host who should have like like the TV on while he hosts <laughs> or just like something to distract fifteen percent of his brain because I've never heard someone overthink every single word as they come out of their mouth the way like he it. does when he hosts this podcast. Oh, buddy, I, I got a lot going on upstairs, you know? <laughs> there's, there's, there, you know, there's parts of my brain that are just kind of like a silent, boring corridor, and then there's other parts that are just like full laser tag at all times. So yeah, I, I picture like a boardroom of executives who are all afraid of getting fired, <laughs> nervously debating every word that comes out of your mouth. That's honestly not that far off. <laughs> I would I would watch that that reboot of uh, Herman's Ted for sure. I do think though, like my next step is like doing something very active during the podcast, like like you like on a treadmill or sailing in a regatta. I'd watch that. It'd be cool. Uh, okay, let's talk some goddamn Raptors ball. Um, I'm not going to be any more concise than I already was. Did you say, but, did you uh, say guard damn? I said, "God damn." Okay, but but guard damn works. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, you're right. Why that are you work. so agreeable about everything? You're a sweetheart, Freddie, and don't let anyone, don't let Statler <laughs> and Waldorf over there tell you any different. I know. Yeah. Will Will Will's, Will's trying to break me down, but yeah. you know, I know the love's there, so it's it's okay. <laughs> Will, I would just like to state, by the way, that uh, Will had an invitation to come watch the game at my house and then record the podcast together. Uh, we're in the same city, but are in different places right now, and that was not my choosing. I just want to make that clear. Will is uh, doing something with Doe instead of hanging out with me, and so that's where his priorities lie. Uh, <laughs> truly, the logistics of us recording the podcast in the same room were nightmarish, so I decided okay. to save poor Matt, who has just been evicted because he's a deadbeat loser who can't afford anything. Jesus, I'm trying to save him the trouble. He just got married. I don't have to be a loser if he got married. Losers don't get married. Losers get married all the time. Why do you think so many people get divorced? Are you married? Uh, Yeah, I'm married, but I'm also divorced. 
Oh wait, okay. I don't know what. Not a I loser. Know to, I don't know. I take back what I said. I don't know what to say. Now. Dear yeah, listener, you, I, I don't know what, how it happened, but this podcast just got sicker. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been listening to Edison, will argue about marriage. Congratulations, you must love basketball. Um, guys, yeah, who has any thoughts on the game? Ennis, uh, you're, you're mad at Surge, right? This is why I'm saying I wish... No, 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 I'm not mad at Surge. First of all, I wanted to say, and you know, I, I said all that to say this, this would have been an amazing game to watch next to Will Weldon because it was like a rope-a-dope where you got to feel good and then they just ripped the, the floor out from underneath us for five minutes and let Atlanta score like 30 points in the last half of the fourth quarter after Norm scored 15 points by himself, something crazy like that. So uh, yeah, twelve straight, I think. Yeah, that was incredible. He had, yeah, had three free throws and then hit four threes. So bonkers. Yeah, Norm uh, had no, his uh, clay the, moment. Yeah, there was a moment where uh, they when they pulled the bench to put the starters back in because the Hawks cut it to like uh, five points, seven points at that point. Serge was like walking to his seat, but kind of directing some aggressive pointing and you know something. I don't know what he was saying, but he was pointing in, in Nurse's direction. So I was curious if anybody had the um the closed captioning on to hear what he said. Hmm. Like yeah. some 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 team animosity you mean? Like some maybe anger yeah towards... Chris was like kind of doing a little Freddie Revis like making it all better kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, clapping and nodding and like trying to be really positive. And yeah. uh, so just yeah like I, a... you'd be pissed off too if you just turned a twenty one point lead into a five point lead with two minutes left. So or a minute left or whatever it was. So it just looked at that. It's kinda of good to see though actually if Serge is going to get mad. That's good. They shouldn't want to get pulled in that situation. They should be putting the game away. Yeah, I think I think I'm with Serge there. Like if 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 he if he's mad that he got brought back into the game and then like won the game again and then gets pulled for that last little bit. Like that that makes some sense to me. Yeah, but I mean they were slipping away. Atlanta scored, as I said, like almost like I think twenty six points in the last five minutes. Yeah, I mean, the starters were not much better, though, because, like, the starters went in and then, like, immediately allowed, like, two straight John Collins dunks. Yeah. But the, the Fred was there, so that's all we needed. We ran out the clock. Yeah, it really seemed like they stopped caring completely. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I was, like, checking in and out and, like, why, but, like, it seemed like every time I came back, something else that was insane had happened, and then, then at the end when they were up uh, five, like bef like the first five before uh, uh, Fred put it away, I was like, well, I guess I just have to watch the rest of this game <laughs> in case like somebody drives like uh, a truck filled with explosives into the arena or something. <laughs> yeah. I actually went back to watch the first half of the fourth quarter again because it was so satisfying, especially during <laughs> Norm's run. And then, so like I prolonged it. Just be I was as cocky as the bench was like cheering Norm on for those threes. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, we were up 21, and then it's 15, and now it's 10, and now it's 2. The Hawks are crazy. That was really nuts. That, so many weird things were happening. There are all these, like, kind of reviews, not reviews, little out of, like, they were pressing us for, they were, like, full court trapping for, like, four minutes. Yeah, I think the, the trap can definitely be used against, like, like t teams that are good at trapping, like us in the heat, are also, you know, fairly susceptible to trapping. Like, I think we really struggled with the trap, but, I, you know, like this free-flowing version of the NBA, like anyone can bring up the ball, it doesn't really jive with, you know, if, if a team is going to 
seriously ball pressure you. Like the, I, the, there was even a couple plays where Cam Reddish. This is like earlier in the game where, but Cam Reddish tried to bring up the ball and Fred was just like, absolutely not. You can't dribble. <laughs> like I, I just won't allow you to dribble on me ever. And and I think that yeah, it's it's weird in today's NBA with like giant leads coming and going because if I'm not mistaken with uh, with this first Atlanta game, like when we played them earlier in the season, they made a giant you know three minute run in the last like two minutes of the game or whatever. Um, it's happening all over the league. There was yeah, a, there, really was, there was a night where the night Zach Levine went crazy against the Hornets uh, and scored like whatever they cut it from like. It was 25, and then they won the game, right? Like, he hit a crazy three off a steal with two seconds left. There were three other games on League Pass that night where 15, 20-point leads came down to one bucket with, like, five seconds left. It feels like it's been happening all year. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, I I don't know how many games have been lost like that, but I feel like even though it's frenetic and the three-point variance is so much higher, if you do get a giant lead, it's kind of like it kind of makes sense that you would let your guard down at some point. Like I think the Raptors let their guard down like three or four times this game. Literally like earlier in the, in the first half, we, it's kind of like we blew them out and then we totally let them come back to the point where they, they were ahead by eight or nine or 10. And then we kind of just like stormed all the way back, obviously with the norm threes. And then we gave up again and then we kind of like rebeat them like a third time. So it's it's strange. It's kind of like I, I don't really feel like it reflects that poorly on the team. No, it's like um, three games in one. That's fun. Yeah, and it's kind of like, I don't know, there wasn't really, even though it did get hairy and it did get pretty close, yeah. there wasn't any question of who was the better team. If Atlanta had pulled off the win, it would be very disappointing, but the fact that they didn't is kind of like, yeah, I don't care. And people, like, I, you know, there's a lot of complaining about, like, obviously three-pointers in the state of the game in general, but... I, I don't see how it's bad for games that are blowouts to suddenly become close. Like this, obviously, yeah, you're right. If we had lost, it would have been like, well, that was annoying that that happened. But the, the fact that that has the potential to happen, you know, against one of the teams with one of the worst records in the conference versus the one of the top five, six teams in the conference, uh, that's that's good for basketball, as far as I'm concerned. You yeah, gotta I mean, come back in the- and tune in again, like. One of the like great satisfying things of seeing it live as well is like watching people leave during a game they are sure is over and then having everything yeah. turn around super uh, weird in the last three minutes. Yeah, that's incredible. One of my favorite things like when is uh, I think Miami it was in the finals one year and I think maybe it's the San Antonio game where they came back and they had like hundreds of fans that were locked out of the arena. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, like these these are people who paid for the game. Yeah. And then like were like but they showed like hordes of people trying to get back into the <laughs> arena and there was like three <laughs> minutes left and it was the best. I think it was the Ray Allen game. Um is that and right? I think I feel so. Like it happened last year too. There was something where it's like you know, there's no, uh, there's no out and in policy, so they all left the game, thinking they were going to lose, and then the I think it was the, I saw what that happened with the Pacers too. Anyway, this is great detail for sure. Yeah, this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, how about how about I'll just kind of throw a, a random question here, like Will, what, where are you at with, um, kind of like we, we talked about about this a little bit last week, but with. With the, with the team fully healthy, do you think that there's still a lot of kind of like figuring out to do? Um, like, like are, are, have they reached their ceiling at points in the season? Or is it kind of like we haven't even seen what this team's capable of when they're fully clicking? Uh, I don't know. I think the only thing that's kind of left to see is like 
can they finally start beating some over 500 teams with like the full team healthy? Cause uh, the, I think the, uh, somebody just posted today that um, they're number two after Milwaukee in win percentage against teams below 500. They've lost something like two or three games and won like, I don't know, to, you know, whatever insane number of them. So it's like, if, if they just, if they keep up this pace of just like not beating the like very good and above teams, then it, you know, once the playoffs roll around, I, I like, I know what I'm going to be expecting. And like, if they go out in either the first or second round, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. That's like, kind of on par with what I figured it was going to have. It was like the one year, um, the year we lost, we get swept by uh, the Wizards in the first round. It was like, they played so bad. Like the Raptors played so badly after the All-Star break and in particular, like the last six weeks of this season that no other outcome from that made any sense. So this is like, why I still hate Lou Williams. Yeah, this is wow. like the year. This is like the, this. it's like the second half of the season if they're still healthy it'll give us like a, I think a pretty good forecast of what's going to happen in the playoffs. Cause we are, I mean, we're like over the last like six seasons, the Raptors have been one of, if not the best team in the league at beating teams who are not as good at the, as them. Yeah. Yeah. I think over the last three years, the Raptors have the single most wins in the NBA. So they've just been the best team, like straight up. Um, I mean, including the playoffs. Uh, include, include, sorry, no, that, that, that was in the regular season because okay. we, we basically were marginally better than G state. The, the, this was last year. And I, you know, I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure Milwaukee is kind of like, you know, really catching up there with, with yeah. the way that they're crushing the regular season. But yeah, where, where are you at Ennis with this team kind I of mean, like overall? Like, you know, are we anywhere? Have, have you seen a ceiling? Have you I'll seen any defensive ceilings or offensive ceilings? Like. Well, I'll tell you what it is. I think, uh, like, referencing, it's crazy to think about how long ago that 20, that Will, that Lou Will for sweep yeah. against Washington was. Like, uh, in general, philosophically, and even just, like, fundamentally as a person, I feel like I've changed uh, entirely uh, for the better since we won the championship. So these things, like, up until, honestly, until the Bucks series, uh, every game for me that was, like, a high-stakes game felt like we needed to win to prove that we could win. Like the organization, the city, it was all mm-hmm. like clamoring for respect. You know right. what I mean? And there were countless, last year was the first year we really started to do it, where we beat everybody that we could have lost to in past years. You know, we beat Golden State without Kawhi. We yep. won all these huge games that nobody expected. Like, I mean, or, you know, that we could have won, but that historically we hadn't won. So after seeing that happen, I, I realized that we've lost some some big games against teams that are, you know, have better records than us or comparable records to us, like Houston and Milwaukee and uh, Miami, Boston, uh, Miami. Yeah. Boston. Yeah, I mean, pretty much know, everybody. <laughs> if you would flip, but if you would flip those Boston games, if we had won on Christmas and lost two days later, you know, you know what I mean? Like that was bad timing for us to lose that game. But uh, I'm just not, I'm not as worried. I, I don't think we can't anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this team, I don't see this and go, Oh, we can't beat Milwaukee. We can't, uh, we can't set up a game plan to go at the Clippers and win, you know? So I, that's just not, it's more, it's, I'm just more relaxed about it. So like, again, if we had lost to the Hawks today, that would have sucked, but at no point am I going, Oh no, uh, there's a piece that doesn't fit here and we have to fix it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I don't feel like there's a glaring to dovetail into like potential trade talks. Like people are talking about trading, uh, upgrading at the Norm Powell position. I don't want to hear that from anybody. Any, I, quite frankly, I don't want to hear any more. We're not going to re-sign Norm talk. 
How do you upgrade from like Norm Clay Thompson Powell? Yeah, exactly. Norman Clay Thompson Powell. Uh, he he's if he's turning into this like Jamal Crawford type, like imagine this guy is a six man for the next three four years, like doing this. If he's capable of doing this and becoming a better defender and going on heaters that where he scores fifteen points in three minutes, like so watching all those pieces where. I think this is the deepest we've ever had a team, quite frankly, like from 1 to 12. And maybe that's a bold take, but like there's nobody that clearly can't step up so far as proven. You know, Davis, Rondé, Boucher, even Matt Thomas in limited play. McCaw has been, uh, I guess some people have a problem with him getting a lot of minutes, but he's <clears> been a pretty impressive piece when he's had time and finally been healthy enough to take advantage. So, so. Here's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm thinking that this team is a lot like the 59 win team that lost uh, that got swept to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Except instead of being incredible at offense, they're incredible at defense. Yep. And they have a few players that are one dimensional. On like they're amazing defenders, and they're like not so great on offense. Like yeah. McCaw, like Rondé, like you know Boucher. Depending on what you think of Boucher, yeah, uh, McCaw is like a league of his own in terms of being like absolutely terrible on offense. Like he doesn't even shoot anymore. Did you see that pass to Davis today, though? Uh, no. But oh I mean, my God. it's like through like a no look running into the stanchion back behind his back pass, and Davis dunked it. Back I mean, he's a. 20. He is like, uh, yeah, he is like a point guard. So you do kind of need him to shoot the ball once in a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's a point guard who's averaging six points on 33% from three, which is kind of rough. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he is six, seven. And I know that the commentators like say that a lot, like McCaw, six, seven, which is always like, okay, take it easy, guys. But, but he's I like th- our 10th guy. Well, exactly. And I, you know I, I mean? think that, like, you know, fans want to consolidate our, our depth, but it's it's a patience game because, I you know, it's not really like you can be like, um, I'll take, uh, we'll give you McCaw for someone who's just a bit better than McCaw, and uh, then we'll give you Powell <laughs> for uh, someone who's just a bit better than that. It's kind of like, uh, I think the fans are going to need to have some patience this year, and I feel like we might have a long, but, like, ugly-looking playoff run without any kind of... You know, without a Siakam, Lowry, Kawhi finishing tandem, you know, we're we're just not going to have that this year in the playoffs. But I do think we're going to have six minute stretches where, like, say, Philly or Boston can't score on us. See, I think the fact that, like, I to to refer to 2019, I think this roster is better than the roster with Demar on it from two years ago, like flat out. And I think the problem on that team was a little too much depth when you had like Wright and Miles and they corrected that, I think, with the Gasol trade. Like our top seven yeah. are still... And the Kawhi trade. What's the, and the, of course, the Kawhi trade too. But like our top seven are clear as day. You know what I mean? The de- When you go down to 8, 9, 10, you look at like the Celtics when Kyrie went out and all those guys had to step up. I look at it like that. Like we have a core right. seven guys and then the other guys might be caught, like pressed into action if someone's having an off night or... Uh, somebody's hurt or has to miss a couple of games or whatever, but it's not like we don't have a seven player Swiss army knife. Like, you know, we've talked about the Raptors being like a Swiss army knife for years. This is the year where I feel like there's enough definition and variety in the roles. Like people are talking about the Sixers and how big they are. I was listening to Will Lou talking about when we went big and Mm -hmm. OG was at the two and we started surge and, and Gasol, like come at, come at the Raptors Sixers with that lineup. If we can go big and then we can go small and fast and, 
like the flexibility and not like, eh, be okay, McCaw and play in the small lineups. Like we have a top seven that I think is stronger than we've ever had aside from last year. Yeah, no, I think it's just kind of like about role definition and continuity and, you know, who's going to get that look at what time sort of thing. Um, let's let's jump to trade talk, actually. So, so right. I mean, obviously there's a lot of trade talk going on, but, uh, yeah, Will, I mean, I'm sure we talked about this a little bit last well, week, but is, is there anything will, you're kind of thinking trade-wise for the Raptors? Oh, well, I was going to say, you sent one of the, like, you know, uh, you know, a little glimpse behind how the sausage is made. <laughs> you, like, hey. sent us... You like sent us what we were going to be talking about earlier this morning. Yeah. And one of the topics was what's your favorite trade? And like, like gun to my head, I could not name one trade that's happened so far this year. But that's why this, I also said I can like, I didn't know if you before included, I asked the question because yeah, the I, trades I are pretty of, minor. I thought you included that maybe as like a joke, like it was going to be like a joke <laughs> topic. The Alan Crab trade. I couldn't yeah. tell you what to. Well, Will, you're, spo- you're you. spoiling it. It is a bit of a joke topic, okay? <laughs> you got to trust me, man. When I list off the names that have been traded, we're all going to have a laugh. I swear. All right. Like, okay, um, great. Well, it's look, pretty obscure people. Like, look, you know what I'm doing? I'm building anticipation for the moment later. You're killing all my momentum. <laughs> you are really good at that. <laughs> Will on, is let like. Me, uh, let me bring up the message. Will, I'll go through all the topics. Don't bring up the message. Can uh, I just say I'm a little disappointed that Will hasn't directly contradicted or challenged me on anything I've said so far, except for the dough thing, which I had him dead to rights on. I'm finding that a little uh, bit disappointing. I, um, I didn't. Uh, I mean, the dough thing, I didn't contradict you because it's true, but bread dough is notoriously <laughs> difficult. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, uh, I mean, the only thing so far is it's like, um, uh, you know, I, I think McCaw, I think McCaw is worse than you do. Yeah. And I think, I think Nick Nurse, he's, I think, you know, we all had the glorious season last year and now it's like, like very online fans finally have their thing to like always be mad about Nick Nurse. Cause like. As soon as a game starts to look like it might turn around against the Raptors, so many fans start complaining about Macaw yeah. and and how Nurse won't stop playing Macaw. And it really reminds me of uh, like how mad everyone got that Casey would not close games with Valanciunas. Oh my God, Will or, yes. or uh, you nailed Alan it. Anderson. Uh, was Al- was Alan Anderson another yep. guy? Like that was a case was like, the guy, guy who for wouldn't sure. stop playing. I was like would- not. I was not as obsessed with uh, like not as like Raptor uh, like Raptors online yeah. focus back then. They're also oh god, who was the other guy? Uh, he uh, I think he went to Atlanta or no, we traded for him from Atlanta, not Lou oh, Williams, but he was Bebe? No, he was a shooting guard. I'm pretty sure we traded for him. Who'd you John say, Freddie? John Salmons? Baby? Yeah, Salmons. Yeah, yeah. He was another guy who I feel like would play and people would start like frothing at the mouth with like crazy naked rage. And then there was like the I whole James Johnson this. thing where I feel people like were mad that he didn't play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, James Johnson. I mean, it is like not only winning a championship, but also the fact that the Raptors now have like, what, three good three good to great wing players, like the audacity of any fan to complain about anything yeah. this season, other than like, whatever, like I'll get frustrated game to game, but like within an hour after the game ends, I'm like, I don't like, 
it, like what what you were saying earlier about like how things kind of felt like like every big game that came up felt weirdly like a referendum on the city yeah. of Toronto. Yeah. In my brain, it was a <laughs> referendum on me myself. Like if the Raptors yep. lost, they lost oh, because God. I'm a loser and they're <laughs> losers and we deserve <laughs> each other because we both suck and we'll never rise to the occasion. And uh, it's like so there's the greater thing. But now it's also like how many years, how many Joey Grahams and James Johnsons and um, like all these, all these like two, three guys who we would take 13 or 14 and be like, this is a sunny weems. Like it was like, finally, we're going to have the guy who can play some defense and hit some threes. And he's like athletic and he can cut. And they never Jamario moon, like those guys never panned out. And now we have like three different guys like that panning out. It is just like it. I, Look, if I am if I am in the hospital in a coma with severe brain trauma, and this is just like like the last gasps of my brain before it completely dies, like that that chemical your brain pumps that like makes you feel good right before you die, then it would make a hundred percent sense to me because it just feels like so many things that were so frustrating to me for so long have like finally turned around with this team. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like it. When was the last time you watched something Nurse did in a game and went like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's it doesn't like, happen. You but it's like do. people, people it will be like, anymore. people will be like, "Why is Lowry playing? Why is Nurse playing Lowry forty minutes a game?" And it's like, well, because six guys are healthy. Like, yeah, right. And yeah. I, I think the last what is it? I mean, we just played three games in four nights. But I don't think any of the starters hit 30 minutes in any of those three games. Yeah, I saw that graphic that uh, the last three games, Lowry, uh, Fred, and Siakam, all of whom are like among the league leaders in minutes played, all played like 28 or less on average, which is but, amazing. Yeah. So but he's Will, actually finally starting to do that. Will, to, to, to your point kind of about, you know, Casey having his kind of like, you know, like bugaboos where it was like fans were on him about JV or for, you know, letting Lou Williams take so many like buzzer beater shots. I think people are kind of like looking for that in nurse. If that oh, makes yeah. any sense, people are looking for what's going to start developing. It's like, wait, where does this guy have? Does he have blind spots? Is he a perfect coach? You know what I mean? Is he just like this masterful, like motivator? But you I mean, know, when just, people, yeah. when people compare Toronto to New York, I'm always like that comparison is not appropriate except our sports fans are just as bad as their sports fans. Like we have the most crazed broken down sports fans. And I like, I hate the Leafs. I hate the Leafs and I don't care about baseball. So I'm kind of an like an outside observer, but like, I know what, like I had the Toronto Raptors blocked on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, like their official counts because I would get so mad at them in the playoffs. I would go and like block all the team accounts as if that meant anything at all. But like, as if they would see how... that or something and be like, Oh, what the fuck? Will blocked me. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Okay. We got to start getting a, a rebounding forward that we can hit some threes. Yeah. Just like so psychotically angry and like, I mean, I'm just like this year and what, what, like your original question. And then we spiraled off into this tangent. And I ruined uh, 15 minutes from now on the podcast. We're talking about Alan Crabb, I think. Well, well, no, like trades, like the Raptors making any moves. I'm like, unless there is some crazy fleecing to be done or like, 
I, I don't mind minor tweaks kind of further down at the end of the bench. Like if they think they can flip Hollis Jefferson, well, I guess he's only on one year, but like he's a guy who I think really has emerged and has like, like that guy's going to be making five times as much money next season as he is this season. He's really the Bam out of like, bio this year. Yeah, he's the eighth. Oh, sorry, the uh, Bismack Biombo. Sorry, I was looking. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's um he's for sure like the the eighth guy. Like we have the three set solid guys off the bench, and he's like the eighth one. But like other than that, I I I'm like no man, run it back. Like I was talking to a guy in a like a a cashier in a grocery store today because I had the hat on, and he asked me if. He's like, oh, you think you guys are going to make any trades? And I was like, no, I like, I just don't think the opportunity will be there to significantly upgrade. I don't think any team with a high lottery pick is going to trade it for like, uh, you know, guys on the other side of 30, like Gasol or Lowry or Ibaka. So it's like, just run it. Like it, I, if I was a Dallas fan, I would have felt so robbed of the follow-up season to the championship like letting tyson chandler go and also you know how long were they in the like it in retrospect clearly was a huge mistake that they did that instead of just trying to run it back to see what like who knows what had happened it's like i just i i have such positive feelings about this team i just want one more season for like a proper come down it's like Wait, the, who let tyson chandler go you talking about the mavericks yeah the mavericks let him go oh, when like, they won right yeah can yeah, i just say I, yeah, the yeah. image of you the image of like a uh uh, clerk at a grocery store trying to make chit chat about sports with you, and then you like holding up the line to give a dissertation <laughs> on how wrongheaded it is to think the Raptors need to make a trade while he just no. shakes his head and scans your beans and, and whatnot. That's beans. really satisfying to me. It was it was whole wheat flour and Here. butter. Thank you oh. very much. <laughs> you didn't buy beans today. Uh, no, we have so many uh, cans of beans in the uh, cupboard. It's insane. Okay. I don't know where they all came from. <laughs> you did buy beans at some point. Okay, no uh, more bean talk, no more dough talk. No, I, I want to hear what Matt thinks about beans. <laughs> yeah, I think all the beans came from when uh, my wife and I moved in together, and she had a bunch in her cupboard. Okay, well, we yeah. solved that mystery. Yeah. So is there anything that you guys are, like, legitimately worried about for the Raptors, or is it kind of just like, hey, we're, we're just skating this season, this is our, you know... This, no, is our, I, I, this is our I, I, celebratory season where no, no, we've no. been winning for seven no years way. and everything's great. No, I don't think so. I think that my biggest concern is that we're going to trade somebody I love in order to try to get better. But mm. I, don't, I don't doubt that uh, Masai and Bobby are going to do something. Like, they're not going to do anything. Look at all of the trades that they make, especially the in-season ones. They're all out of nowhere. They're completely counter to any hype and speculation that's been coming. I guess except for the Gasol reports that were trickling in. You know, but that deal was dead in the water, and then last minute we apparently Messiah and Bobby pulled it off. But uh, that would be the saddest thing. Like I'm, you know, all this talk about like I'm like protective of Powell, and, and even you mentioning Rondé. Like I feel like Rondé's been a Raptor for three years already. Like uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think uh, that's my biggest concern is that somebody I love is going to get traded. But uh, I will say that you know if you're talking about the sort of um, relatively small minor trades that have been made already. I was watching Jeff Teague in that game today. I would not mind having Jeff Teague on our team for a second round pick, like uh, as the kind of point guard depth that can spell Fred and Kyle, if they need a blow and you don't have to rely on Davis and Powell to, to pick up that slack. That would be a perfect bench guy to strengthen for the, for a playoff run. I think. Yes. Is Teague Teague's on the wolves. 
Yeah, he got uh, traded to the Hawks. Like, yeah, spo- spoiler alert till yeah. you know, five minutes from now when we move to the NBA segment, but Teague is the biggest name in all the trades. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that has to be the biggest name in all oh, the yeah. trades. So By far. far. Yeah, I, I think I I don't think we need another guard specifically because uh, Terrence Davis is so good, and I, I wanted to see him get some kind of like opportunity and minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, because he, he could be a big moment guy. But I think a guy like Robert Covington or someone who's just a really good three and D that you could throw out with OG and Pascal and basically just almost like uh, imagine if Rondé could shoot. You know what but I mean? Covey, he's going to be so expensive though, isn't he? Isn't he on like a, a decent deal? And still really young, like the ceiling's not reached for Covington. Like that's going to yeah, be. A, I, I that's think why I thought about, Teague would be a nice rotation piece. That's like a veteran who might, you know, if Davis does lose it and Fred rolls an ankle, we have that option. You know. Yeah, I didn't. No, see, I, I thought. I think Covington, Covington is a classic. Man. Like I think he's a classic guy who's about to get like, over like just like classic example of one of those like really good wing guys where it's like man, but his next contract. You know, it, it best case scenario with his next contract is he's going to be worth what he's making. Guys, check check this out. Covington this year is making eleven mil. Yeah. Next year he's making twelve mil, and the next year after that he's making thirteen mil. Is, it, is there a is there a player option on the third season? Um, doesn't look like it. I, mean, I think it, it, I think he signed a bad deal for this era. Basically, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, all right, then I I was wrong. I thought I was like Ennis. I thought he was up in a year or two. No, he he'd be a guy you'd bring on for you know he's like basically getting paid what Norm's getting paid, so he's yeah he's almost as good he's a, a nice cheap contract. Like, he's almost as good a, a value as Norm. Yeah, I mean this Norm thing is not th- th- is not sustainable. Like oh I disagree. I, I, do, I do think he's going to be a lot better, but like what is he since he got back he's shooting like sixty percent from three. Like and it's just like. Yeah. He's on a heater, but he is 25 and kind of coming into his own, I think. But I still yeah. think he's he's not like 17 points like Clay Thompson like shooting. I think it's going to simmer down just a bit. Personally. I mean, yeah, yeah he's not going he's never, you know, he's not going to shoot 60% from 3, but I think we're watching something that has been a long time coming and like was part of why they signed him to that deal in the first like remember when that deal was like, "Oh god, what did we do? What did they do?" And now it's like a huge steal for him to cost that much. Yeah, that was la- that was last season when uh, everybody was saying, "What are they going to do?" That was like ten months ago. Guys, Norm is shooting. But then he had a great five had a threes a game run. at forty percent. Yeah, that's incredible. That's yeah, that, it's been like, it has been like it's been like ridiculous. Like he he was on a I think he was on a bit of a tear before he got hurt too. He was. He was. I have him on yeah. my fantasy team on ESPN. He's incredible. Yeah, he. Uh, thank you for uh, telling us where, uh, what fantasy uh, league. Uh, I'm buzz like Thanks for specifying. Not, uh, not Yahoo, ESPN. No, not uh, Yahoo. You're an ESPN guy. Oh my god. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. A, <laughs> listen, I'm in a CBS and ESPN on a Yahoo. <laughs> wow, that's that's so I'm much really, logging I'm, in. I'm not really working right now. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's okay. Um. Okay, let's uh, let's do some uh, let's do some NBA. What about, how does that sound for you, fellas? Is there a sting? Is there a sting? Of course, there's a sting. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, cool. That was really nice. Yeah, that was nice, right? It's a good, yeah, nice like feeling that. sting, like yeah. Nice Wait, okay, so this this clarifies. So when there is Matt over the sting, 
that's Matt doing that live. That's not a part of the sting always. Because I heard no Matt during that sting. No Matt? Oh, I don't know. That's probably just his complex sound foley in the queue. <laughs> Last year, I swear, I uh, look. I'm, I'm like calling back to previous episodes. I swear to God, the last few episodes, the Stings had Matt talking over them. Yeah, sometimes I do because I'm playing them live and I laugh <laughs> at them. Yeah, I didn't know if they were like pre-recorded or if it was like, or if you were feeling like extra spicy on the record day. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> and I just keep reusing that with me like laughing over something stupid. Like, yeah, or like, I'm a professional. Know, look, Will? we don't need to. Re- we don't Matt, need to you, recap the whole episode. But are you also making dough, Matt, or or sauce, maybe, <laughs> to go with the dough? Uh, I am not, guys. Sorry. All right. Okay. Sauce, okay. Let's uh, let's break let's the break down these um these blockbuster trades. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, Ennis, I'll go to you first. Hit me. But uh, let me read these these trades with these big big names. <laughs> And uh, you can tell me which trade, uh, basically who, who won out of these six teams. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So Blazers trade Kent Bazemore to the Kings in a multiplayer deal. Portland Trail Blazers get Trevor Ariza, Wenyan Gabriel, Caleb Swanigan. Sacramento Kings get Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, two second-round picks. Okay, second trade is Hawks acquiring Teague from Timber- Timberwolves for Crab. So Atlanta gets Teague and Travion Graham. Okay. Minnesota Timberwolves get Crab. And uh, the last one here is, is probably the most exciting. Um, it's uh, the Jazz get Jordan Clarkson from Cleveland for Dante Exum. So Jazz get Jordan Clarkson. Cleveland gets Dante Exum. <laughs> and uh, two second-round picks, one from Spurs, one from the Warriors. The Cavs got picks back with that? The Cavs got two picks. Yeah, they got oh, the, that, they got a Spurs pick, uh, Spurs second round in 2022, and a Warriors second round in 2023. You know, they did used to say that Exum was going to be the new Kobe before he got drafted. Do you remember that? Well, he's in Cleveland now, you know. That was the buzz, yeah. Just like Kobe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the Ariza move, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Portland, and I want them to get better. Like I want them to make the playoffs because of how good Dame and CJ are, and how it's just amazing, and just how under even with the playoff run last year, like how underestimated kind of to this day in terms of like national profile Dame Lillard is. So anything that helps that team, but if they're looking for, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're they're trying so, to because they because they lost a bunch of D in uh, Alaminu and um, Harkless leaving right, not paying those mm-hmm. guys. So They've, I think that's actually a good pickup for them. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, they got yeah. three forwards. Yeah. Um, Trevor Ariza, you know, let's see what he can do. He's, yeah. He looks kind of done. Uh, Wenyan, Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan. So two young guys. I mean, I think they're probably looking at, like, Mello, and they're, you know, perhaps terrified. Yeah. Is Ariza, not, is Ariza more uh, washed than I would have? Uh, um, I mean, thinking? you know, he, he didn't do much in the past little while. Like he played for Phoenix, he played for Washington, he played for the Kings. Yeah. His last kind of relevant spot was playing for that that incredible Rockets team that right. almost beat the Warriors. Right. Yeah, he was a part of their like defensive wing platoon, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Him and Bamute and PJ Tucker. Oh, and, yeah, Bamute. Yeah. And they lost all those guys. Trevor Ariza is like, um, it's funny that Ariza and Bazemore have both been traded because I feel like Bazemore is just Ariza all over again, but like three or four seasons behind him. Cause like 
both of those guys showed that they could like shoot some threes and play incredible defense. And some GM went like nuts and gave them so much money. And then four months later, they were just like, Oh fucking God damn it. Like both of those guys <laughs> were for a brief period of time. So hyped. Like I remember people, people talking about Bazemore about how much money he was going to get and how great he was going to be. And like, what the, what the hell has Ken Bazemore ever done? Was that when he was on Golden State and he was going off, or was that on? Where, where, was where was on, he like, I think he was on the Hawks. Was yeah, he? yeah. When when he was like a, like you know kind of got famous, yeah. I guess, as his uh, like celebrating from the bench guy. He, yeah. um, well, he was also it's also kind of tied to him being the first player to sign with Under Armour or like the first uh, notable player. Yes. But then also as a Hawk. Does Under Armour make deodorant? Um, I don't know. You know, because it, it or antiperspirant, it, it has aluminum. That's a kind of armor. Oh my god! Right, Will? <laughs> nice. Will, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> I mean, aluminum is not a kind of armor. It is a metal. Yeah, which you would use in armor. Yes. Well, that that's like saying a carrot is a kind of soup. No, you can put carrots in soup, <laughs> but that does not mean that a carrot is a kind no. of soup. Hey, I would argue me, that a carrot is a kind here. of soup. Yeah, you there's carrot let's, soup. Let's, let's move on. this on. Let's move this uh, this conversation to our other podcast. What's an ingredient? Uh, <laughs> that would be a, that, that would be a very listenable podcast. Wait, do we even pick a you know a favorite of these loser trades? I, I think the, the um, Teague move because I wish he was a Raptor. That's, I'm going to say that. I'm yeah, going to say, I think, the, I think the Cavaliers won by getting rid of Clarkson. Ooh. Uh, like, because if you, if you have Darius Garland, and if you have, you know, sorry, who's their other uh, young guy? Sexton. Uh, Sexton, you know, like. And you're, Porter. You're, yeah, you're, you're trying to clear room for those guys. Yeah. So they're like, hey, let's get Clarkson the hell out of here. And then, you know, maybe Dante Exum can prove him that he belongs in the NBA or not. Yeah, I mean, they also got picks out of that. So anything the Cavs do to get picks is a good move. I'm rooting for that. I like the the Cavs as they are. I'm hoping they – I never thought they should have re-signed Love in the first place, but I guess that was an asset thing like uh, with Blake on the Clippers, and uh, hopefully they get something good. I don't that. know. It seems like a lot of people are stuck with those those kind yeah. of uh, – those like, you know, signing somebody to like the, what, what Jimmy just got, right? Which is yeah. kind of like signing someone to a max when they're 31 is appearing yeah. to be an absolutely deadly mistake. It's a very it's a very uh, major league baseball kind of a move. Yeah. Cuz like <laughs> yeah. cuz like Jimmy is not even putting up like crazy stats this year. What's interesting you know, is he's I'm playing I'm a part sure. of a good team obviously, but you know, imagine yeah. Jimmy in 2 years, it's going to be probably pretty rough. Clarkson um, only makes 13 mil this year and then he's a free agent, so I think actually Utah that's like that's that's a good that's a good that's the best upgrade that a team has made in a trade so far that has playoff aspirations I think because he's been like just shooting lights out there and doesn't have to do too much because they have all these other guys. Yeah, and Exum is still such a fringe guy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I like was, that it Teague, uh, was, was it Teague? Was it Teague for Crab straight up? No. So that trade was uh, Teague and Travion Graham for Crab. Yeah. And the, and okay. The so T Wolves get well because Crab yeah, makes Teague so much and money, right? Travion Graham. Oh, sorry, sorry. The Hawks get uh, Teague and Travion Graham. Doesn't yeah, I'm, doesn't Crab make an insane amount of money? Uh yes, he's on a. I can look up his contract right now, but uh, he's he's pretty like outsized contract. I'm curious what that trade. That feels like a trade that is preparation for another trade. Yes, I totally like, agree. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, well, what was Minnesota thinking? Like, what what is the thought plan there? So, like, uh, uh, I'm curious as to what that trade is a trade for. 
it seems like both Minnesota and Sacramento are kind of like clearing way to make more deals. Like, I, I guess you could say the same of the Cavaliers, but uh, you know what's or, weird though? or the Blazers, Crabbe, maybe Crab and Teague make the same amount of money and they're both free agents after this season. So it makes less sense to me now. Yeah, I was looking that up kind of like as we were just talking right now, and I just just saw that as you were saying that. And that's uh, weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe it's just positional. Um, Tech chairs. Yeah, I guess they want to give Jared Culver a, a longer look, and Crab maybe, barely yeah. plays anyway. Okay, I feel like we've given these uh, these unworthy of trade. No, no, talk no, no, no. Let's talk about Caleb. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should dedicate this whole episode to <laughs> the incredibly intriguing trade saga of the NBA in 2019 <laughs> and 2020. That would yeah. be a great concept for a podcast that only looked at NBA transactions and like had to treat them with the intensity and gravitas that you treat like the deadline day wrap up podcast. Well, those are always the most fun. Those are the most fun uh, trade deadlines to watch on like ESPN because it's like guys just desperately trying to find something to say about Yeah. Like, I don't know. One guy named Collins being traded for another guy named Collins. Kai Bowman. Finally, they convert his two way contract. (laughs) Nothing is waived. Nothing will ever trump the Dylan Brooks, whose Brooks is actually getting traded. Oh, my God. Scandal that That happened last year because both teams denied it. Every commentator also had to admit that they didn't really know which Brooks they were talking about. It was John Hollinger was on Zach Lowe. Did you hear him talking about that? Yeah, it it was great. It's so busy. Like, what a crazy. That's something that should only happen in a fantasy pool league for like for children. Well, the, the the Raptors also had a trade one time where we didn't get Matt Barnes because of math. Someone did basically a, like a, a numbers guy made a mistake. It was oh, not that the they math. thought his name was math. No, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Oh, God, <laughs> it wasn't the math. It was that they didn't look at the CBA close enough. So they thought it had like something to do with bird rights or like something like that. But essentially the contract they're going to sign him for was illegal Yes, because he was coming off. It was either like he was coming off of a one year contract or uh, he um, or it was like, I think it honestly might have been a thing where they like traded the rights to sign him to the Raptors and the Raptors then tried to use bird rights to sign him. But then the league was like, you don't have bird rights in this situation. Oh and yeah. Matt Barnes was just like, see ya. I'm going to the Lakers. I think, I think the Rockets actually got in trouble for a Nene like maneuvering this year. They tried to do well, something with Nene's contract that the NBA was like, we see what you're trying to do and we don't like it. And that's well, a there was one year. Uh, there was one year where I'm pretty sure a trade didn't happen because they like sent the facts into like, Somebody just forgot to send the facts in, and they ended up doing it. Like, Can you imagine being that guy? Oh, God, you're so fired. <laughs> and I'll uh, just put this facts in. Oh, sure, I'll take a coffee. Um, <laughs> that, that actually would be me. I just, I just, The fact that I just physicalized that scenario in my own office means that yeah. that would for sure be me. Hey, fun uh, we bring up Tyson Chandler. Uh, I was listening to Jose Calderon being interviewed on a Howard Beck's podcast. Okay. And he was talking about... He was in the trade. To when the I play defense, I clap. He, I, oh, man, he's the greatest. Uh, he got traded to the Knicks in the deal that brought Chandler to the Mavericks when they won the championship, when they went to the championship. And the crazy thing that's making me think of, like, deals that never happened. Uh, do you remember, like, th- maybe three years before that, there was a deal that was uh, Chandler and Dia for Calderon and Reggie Evans. That yeah, Michael Jordan. Off, and Michael it got, Jordan like, leaked to the press in, like, early 
whenever Twitter could catch fire and report something before it actually happened, and the backlash was so strong that like they pulled the trade. Like the, yeah, the they rejection, went, they, like, like the what is Jordan doing was so loud that they ended up like rescinding the trade and not putting it through. Yeah, they like went back on their word, essentially. Yeah. It was like a whole big thing where everybody was like, well, why the hell would anyone ever trust the Bobcats again? Um, yeah. And like, you know, it turned out that nobody trusted the Bobcats to begin with. <laughs> yeah, right. But that Man. is crazy that he was traded for Chandler twice and once didn't take him. Yeah, oh, jo- Jordan and Vladi Divac are both like both the ex players who are like your your basketball business know how is just pretty <laughs> rough, guys. Like, but clearly you're good business people, like in life or whatever. But your decision making when it comes to your own basketball scenario is is pretty heinous. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for Jordan to have to like trade his best player for like a second round pick in future considerations because he like made that bet on the golf course or something. Oh, Oh yeah. You, you think that, that's why he had to let that? Kemba go? That's why they couldn't offer Kemba a max. Cause he had to, uh, it was like, that was the VIG. Yeah. They were like, uh, yeah, they were like, uh, well, um, uh, Sorry, I was trying to think of a joke uh, about uh, killing <laughs> Michael Jordan's father again, but uh, oh, no, just nothing came to me. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best way. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Yeah, me too. Oh, but oh, you know yeah. what? I'm the only one familiar with that conspiracy theory. No, you no. <laughs> we just don't need to talk about it now, Will. Um, let me just say this. Save, save that for our other podcast, Conspiracies it, and Ingredients. Yeah, yeah. If you, oh my God, that's a pretty good podcast too. But, you know, if you don't know that conspiracy, go ahead, have a look. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. But uh, sp- speaking of just like bad management and bad teams, um, Will, I'm going to go to you first. Which team that's currently below 500 record-wise um, has the best outlook in the NBA? The best? Yeah, so which like sub five hundred team right now has the best like future kind of like beyond this season? Uh I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna say uh Memphis because uh they clearly have like, you know obviously Zion is in play, but like, you know, rookie of the year seems to be all like wrapped up. And uh, I also just think that like there are a lot of young players on that team that are good. Yeah. And I don't know, Memphis's ownership is like a little bit dicey, but it they're just not a team where I'm like the front office is also extremely incompetent. How right. are they dicey? I don't know anything about that. I think the ownership, I think there was like a bit of an ownership battle or it's, it's also like ownership loves to, you know, what do they have like three different coaches in three years? And each of those coaches had like a very winning record. Like, Ownership just really liked to get into conflict with uh, with the coaches. And it was like ownership and the GM. And it's just like a team that for a few seasons, it, it was like the front office was extremely not going smoothly. Right. So I, at this point, like they've probably all kind of like now they're all on the same page. And it also is a team with like, a lot of, you know, Jaron Jackson is good and, and John Moran is, is like great. So it's just, and also what are they? They're like in eighth, aren't they right now? Yeah. They're yeah, in eighth they're the and they, they're, they're only two games under 500. They won seven in a row. I, I think yeah, Memphis so I is a cheated. fantastic pick. No, no, no. Memphis is really good. They've just come on recently. Like, yeah. you know, if this was earlier in the season, you could have said Phoenix or whatever, but I, I Memphis would be Memphis is kind of like my number two for this question. My number one's Orlando. And I just think that Ooh. they're, their development. Well, I feel like they what? have a lot of good players and just there, there's no positional clicking yet, but I believe in faults 
and I like Gordon and I like Jonathan Isaac and I like a lot of what their team has done in the past like two years. Not so much like the Mo Bambas and the like, you know, the like like Vucevic, but I think that that team is not that far away from being like a good solid team. Oh, I strongly um, disagree. Okay, who, who who's your team, Ennis? I mean, I think I'm gonna like I'm gonna I got two two picks. I'll go one A one B. I think um, the Hawks are on the right track, and I think there's like no pressure for them to build. But see, I wanted crazy. to say the Hawks, but then I looked at ten and thirty four. Yeah, and I but was I mean, like, you know, oh, good they God. Not only, they not only have had, like, they lost John Collins, their second best player, for 25 games this year. You yep, know what I mean? Sure. That's, not, that's not nothing. And they've had injuries to a bunch <laughs> of other guys. And, and they have, you know, it's all rookies. Like, they got Hunter and Reddish. They got all these guys to acclimate behind Trey Young. And he's still new, and they're doing something different because he's so tiny and fast. But uh, I think um, I think the sky's the limit over there. And the other thing, and, uh, oh, I, I can't wait to hear what they say about this in the group, uh, the Golden State Warriors – I think are the uh, best on sub 500 team right now because you know I think that's probably the correct answer. They're going to get yes. a lottery pick, and they're going to tra- trade D'Angelo Russell for God knows what Ben Simmons or something, and then uh, roll out those th- those two players plus Green, Clay, and Curry next year, and probably win 60 games again. Ennis, you're 100% right, but I'm also mad at you for that answer. Oh, I'm mad um, too. I, you know, do you think I like it? Okay, last last question here before we, we hit up some quickest questions. Um, let's just kind of throw some names out. Who should be in the dunk off? Norm Powell. Really, Norm? You think he can get up enough? I, I was going to say maybe Davis. He skies he skies in very unexpected ways during the games. I bet he's got some some nice dunks that he's practiced. Which Anthony Davis or Terrence? Terrence. Yeah, I liked he, that that dunk he had from uh, from McCaw today was bonkers. He got up so high. And uh, has Jones Jr. from Miami been in the dunk-off yet? I don't know, but he definitely should be. Yeah, because I, I looked like he wasn't in last year's dunk-off. So I, I was kind of looking through, and yeah, la- last year was uh, uh, was Hamadou Diallo. and um, He was oh, in the 2017, apparently. Oh, Jones Jr.? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He seems he like he, he just jumps way, way too high to not be in the dunk off. Yeah. I mean, Ja Morant, you know, I think is obviously a good candidate, but he's already said he might not do it. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that, that you're thinking of, Will? Uh, yeah, I think that should be uh, Zion Williamson's big return or like the <laughs> first game in the NBA should be the dunk contest. He really should do it, like That's especially for missing the first first little bit, like because apparently like Dwight's gonna do it. I don't want this to become like, oh my God, it's Dwight, Dwight and it's Howard? Vince. Yeah. yeah, Dwight Howard's coming. You know what? Back, to yeah. that point, though, I think there should be a like a veterans only like spinoff. I think that's the next thing. Like you yeah, go old school with D- it. I want to see Bill Russell in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Honestly, what about just a layup contest? Like, who can do the most wild layup? Isn't that you the, are isn't going that the, to like you're like going to get beaten up for proposing that idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's you uh, getting that's you getting fired from your NBA uh, media job after getting fired for not sending the facts to trade for Matt Barnes. Yeah. yeah. What if, hey, what if instead <laughs> of keeping score, everybody just went out there and had fun? <laughs> I mean, like wild layups. So I'm talking like you know when when DeRozan gets fouled and he would do that like throw the ball into the sky and then it would yeah. Still yeah, but there's got to be. There's got to be a guy there to like two. There's got to be a guy there to like foul. Like 
cool layups are cool because of the way they like twist and turn to get out of the way and like avoid contact or like still get the ball to the rim. It's like, what, what cool layup are you doing completely unchallenged at the rim? That's Behind fair. the back. What, what about Donovan I'm Mitchell? Trying, I'm just trying to answer the question logically. <laughs> no, I, I've already given up on my own crappy idea. I, but, I actually think the like the like guys who have who have been in the league ten plus years have their own separate dunk contest. That could be, be pretty fun. fun. Yeah, like, there is a lot of old dunkers like Javale. Yeah, everything old is yeah. Javale's a beast still. Come on. Maybe Tristan Thompson, just like a putback dunk. Yeah, right. Just a very <laughs> fundamental. Yeah, doesn't get doesn't leave, doesn't reach the ground. Just jumps up, puts it back in one motion. Is there more is costumes there, though? More more costumes. More. John is there like Collins. a little dunker oh. these days? There's there's no like Nate Robinson. Is there? I hate I hate the little dunkers. I, I'm I, not crazy I, about little dunkers either because <laughs> they get I mean, overly sounds, awarded. Right now it sounds like it sounds like we're insulting Matt's children right now. <laughs> Or the Raptors, the kids. <laughs> the dance little back. dunkers. Sorry, I didn't to understand that joke. Um, Ennis, go ahead. Yep. Oh, I'm, that's really good, Will. I didn't get that either. The little dunkers. That's really good stuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, I think they should have nets that move constantly, like they do in those, like in midway games where the, the, the free throw shot thing is moving back and forth. It For should be dunkers? like that. It should go up and down. <laughs> I mean, someone's going to get wildly injured doing that, probably. So maybe <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we're talking some slam ball compound fraction. I want more of a <laughs> the, the, where the net is a variable they can't control. Okay, I think. I think was, we, what was the injury rate in slam ball? Um, I think it was a hundred percent. It seems like it seems bad to be jumping on trampolines that much. No, I always say. I mean, anyone who listens, who's, who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows that. Uh, I, I know very well what happened, which is basically it was a free for all for an out for like a for a year, and everyone was dunking like crazy. It was awesome, but then guys started figuring out how to play D, so they timed <laughs> the block, and basically you'd have a mid air collision like <laughs> like thirty feet in the air, and and they would both fall to like to they would both get basically if a guy ever blocked a shot. You knew that both people were going to get severely hurt. <laughs> and was it just was it like one giant trampoline or a bunch pushed together? No, it was a have, bunch like, of like yeah, it was a bars, right? Like it's so dangerous. It's like it, it would be it would be dangerous even if it was just trampolines. Yeah, it was pretty like, sick. If the game was entirely devoted to just jumping around trampolines, you're getting like twenty percent of the people injured. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it also just seems like it's so bad for your joints too. To just be like compressing your body like that over and over again. Bring it back. Bring it back. And if you like, if you if you don't complete the dunk, the rim's actually like a, like a little bit of a taser, and it, it just like sho- shocks the person's hands. Yeah, I think uh, they should have. Uh, I think they should have guards armed with beanbag, uh, like like riot <laughs> gear, yep. armed with beanbag shots, and they are actively firing at anyone trying to dunk. And also sound cannons for anyone who's on the ground. So it's like <laughs> yeah. you really want to get out of the way of both those things. So keep moving, you know. Wait, what the hell? Also, is the arena is on can- fire. Oh, in, and inside the- or outside? Uh, I don't know. Both, like like yeah. the perimeter. Yeah, sure. Everything. All right. Okay. Uh, Ennis, Google a sound cannon. Uh, you'll have some fun. But okay. um, let's do let's do some uh, quickish questions. You guys want to do some quickish questions or what? Love to. Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish question. Gotta make them quick. 
Wait, was that Matt no saying no math? Okay, no time to spare. Here we go. Let's trying to add some lyrics. No, that's pretty sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, uh, you guys know the rules. No phone a friend. ETC. Okay. No phone, no phone a friend. Every single time that drives me nuts. <laughs> Matt loves it. We're on our phones. How would we do that? Yeah, right? You'd that's be the whole thing. phone call. Okay, here we go. Debbie, are like, you, you ready? Like you are making like survey says jokes or something. Like, hey, hey no, fa- it's, Family it's Feud because, is just as good today. You know what? Actually, Family Feud is more relevant than yeah. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, if you don't get it, just figure it out. Ask Jeeves, and we'll talk. <laughs> if I don't get it. Okay, so you can ask Jeeves. So he counts as he doesn't count as a friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. No asking Jeeves either. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, Jeeves. It's a professional relationship, so that's fine. I'm Will. just gonna go to askjeeves.com and see if it exists. <laughs> you guys go ahead. Will, yeah. Go I'm, to askjeeves.com and ask Jeeves. if it's still around. Yeah. Apparently, it's just called Ask now for anybody who wants to know. Okay. The music's been playing for 45 <laughs> minutes. Here we go. Will. This is coming from Jonathan. What's the percentage likelihood that Pat McCaw knows some wicked guitar riffs and is teaching them to coach nurse in exchange for minutes? Um, Gotta make it uh, quick. Uh, zero, uh, zero percent. Because uh, I just, I just don't think he's been. Uh, he's too young to know any uh, <laughs> any tasty licks that Nick Nurse doesn't know. Okay, Ennis. Gotta from, make it quick. It's coming from Jonathan. <laughs> We've definitely moved beyond the point of... Who's it coming from? It's coming from Jonathan. Ugh, Wait, Jonathan. didn't I also get Jonathan? That's right. Is Double it Jonathan, Jonathan Yam? That's right. Basketball fan Jonathan Yam? We've definitely moved beyond the point of trade Lowry. Are we past the point of trade Norm yet? I said this an hour ago, Jonathan, if you were listening. Uh, we absolutely are done. I don't want to hear any more trade norm. I don't want to hear any more flip him in the second round pick for Kyle Kuzma. Yada, yada, yada. Get Covington in here. No. Norm is the present and the future. And I predict the sixth man of the year award in his hands in a Raptors uniform in the next three years. Emerald yeah, Agassi. Yeah, Jonathan. Shut the fuck up. How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, Jonathan Ennis is your friend. Yeah. How do you, how do you like that? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, Will uh, said what I can't. He's my proxy. Matt, this is coming from Tom. Yeah. Who is most likely to make an all-star game in their career? Terrence Davis, Norm Powell, or OG? Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to go with OG. Yes. Okay, Will. Yeah. It's coming uh-huh. from Tristan. Wait, we don't have, we don't get to hear the thinking behind Matt's answer? Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> I think that with OG, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> hey, you deserve like to, that, I'd Will. Like to rescind my request for more information <laughs> <Nope>. from Matt. <laughs> if, if you ask Matt what he's thinking, it's a rad <laughs> tune, okay? Oh, man. Uh, Will, um, you have a, uh, this is from Tristan. You have a career-high scoring game. Instead of water, what do you want your teammates to pour on you after? Wait, they pour water on you? Yeah, it's not like football. They have Gatorade cups full of water. It's weird. Um, what uh, what do I want? Um, uh, the uh, I want them to pour uh, the the blood of my enemies all over me. <laughs> oh, I like my that. God! I like want them to the pour team? the yeah. The, I want them to pour the blood of my primary defender from the other team all <laughs> over me. Christ. That's good. That's Jeez. a good answer. So that I can absorb their strength fully. <laughs> Okay, Ennis. Oh, I hold on. I'm still taking in what Will said. Take I, it yeah, in. How to move on with my life. Okay, go ahead. So come, coming from Tristan. Oh, you're I getting love Tristan. Your, you're getting your first signature shoe. Yeah. 
what will it be called? Uh, the rolled ankle. The rolled ankle high. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What about uh, what about the uh, what about the esmerizer? Like mesmerizer? I'll, will I'll take care of naming my own shoes. Okay? Honestly, Will named your shoe way better than you did. <laughs> no man, you yeah. gotta go. Something. So it's guess what? Now it's, it's my shoe. <laughs> esmerizer is not gonna make any sense. You, I would say, yeah, I would say the, I would say the mist layup low or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay, no, Matt. it's got to be the Esmerizer, but it's like in quotation marks because it's sarcastic. Oh, and it's designed by uh, Virgil Abloh as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Guys, I'm making high fashion references here. Yeah, I don't know who that is, and I don't want to. Off-white. You know, you know, it does everything with the air quotes. It'll say Esmerizer on it. Yeah, it's the worst. <sighs> okay, Matt. I like it. We're Matt, going off-white go. shopping. Guys, though. guys, guys. Matt, this come from Tristan. <laughs> You're writing a you're writing a player's tribune piece on your NBA career. What's the title? <laughs> on my NBA career? That's right. Oh, I can't even imagine myself being good. The first thing that came to my mind was uh, from the my view from the bench. Ouch! But that could be good, right? I could be coming off the bench. I mean, it's, I don't know. Just, yeah, what's the article about? Is it like you no longer nice. on the bench? I'm just like talking about what I see, I guess, from sitting there every game and not playing. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not unlike uh, Paul Shirley's <laughs> memoir, which was called like, Can I Keep My Jersey? Or Can I Keep the Jersey? <laughs> I think is what it was called. Wasn't there one called Don't Put Me In, Coach? Who wrote that? <laughs> wow, a lot of sad, like, I, I guess whatever. When, uh, not everyone's a star. Will, come from John. Was the, was the thinking behind uh, Matt's answer uh, one way or another I'm going to call it views from the bench <laughs> you know it was another oh my god he just has the damn question okay here we go <laughs> if they change the all-star game format to team USA versus team world who would win uh, team USA wait uh, team USA no hold on team USA oh, he's doing a bit no I think he was thinking about it yeah, the first time I was thinking about it, and then uh, I was embarrassed that I kept the same answer after reconsidering. So then I turned it into a bit. Yeah, after after Doncic, Giannis, and Siakam, it gets a little bit less what? good. Embiid? Well, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess Embiid if Embiid was healthy. Uh, the the Gasol brothers? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's, uh, it's, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Tristan Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, God, it is like I mean, a weird time for international basketball right now. We're like the yeah. next wave of like foreign stars are oh like only beginning to emerge. But don't, yeah. don't discount all there's so many Canadians that are in the I arena mean, that could make yeah, a team, could make a dent. Team captain Andrew Wiggins. Right. I give it to Shea. He's already <laughs> he's already the best Canadian in the NBA right now. Okay, Annis, I got one for you. Okay. Come, come from James. I don't know who that is. What's the meanest thing Marcus Ole has ever done? Uh, not offered you any wine before chugging it. How's that? That's pretty good, Matt. Or or uh, looked you off a pass. Imagine, imagine that would actually someone... be legit bad for. Gasol. Wouldn't you be so confused? You'd be like, "What did I do? <laughs> Why he won't pass to me? What did I do?" Yeah, if Gasol didn't pass to you, like he's probably gonna try and kill you that night. Oh dear. Okay, a couple more questions. Matt, it's coming from James. Regardless Whoa. of your body type, Hello, James. what position do you most identify with? 
Which position? Um, okay, and this has nothing to do with my body type or the fact that I'm under six feet tall, but I think it would be point guard because I like to be a supportive uh, team player. I like to get those assists. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> I, 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 I thought, know what uh, you mean. I'm here for I, the assists. I thought it was going to be like, well, this is not just influenced because I am under six feet, but the position I most identify with is towel boy. Oh, boy. Just picking on me all night, Will. <laughs> I am so sorry about this, Matt. This See, is not okay. No, this is, what, this is what we get for bringing on Will two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just coming out swinging. But anyways, Will, this is for Look, you. I'm also under six feet. This was not a general jibe at uh, Matt. This was, I think, me and five eleven. Yeah, I'm uh, slightly above six foot, so I'm as tall as Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the like perfect way, average height for men. I'm way yes, so five nine. Yeah, I'm five eleven. Okay, three more questions, guys. Average height, which is a little lower than average. Guys, I believe in us. We can do this. Will, it's coming from uh-huh. Matt. Why did for the who? Raptors? Uh, from Matt, Matt McCready. Okay. Why did the Raptors win by 28 points? Uh, this was uh, the previous game. And can you believe the four blocks by Matt, the hitman, Thomas? Uh, I did not. Yes, I can believe the 28. Uh, the four blocks uh, I genuinely did not know about, and I don't know what to say about it because I am like aghast and like we're if 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 mul- if like multiples of those were on the same player then i find that to be as humiliating as that time i think charlie ward blocked yao ming oh my Which god game i remember that that's a famous block yeah Which game was this against uh, minnesota yes i think oh my Damn. god four block like in what he must in, have just I got it all in garbage time what could it, but what 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 even was like this situation where like Matt Thomas is in a position to be like stuffing people. Maybe there's someone on the other team who thought they were taking a free throw. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Matt Thomas would block anybody. Yeah, um, like how often do threes get blocked? And I imagine he's not playing a lot of defense closer than like 22 feet out. I hope every highlight is like DeAndre Jordan trying to like cram it and he's just like getting denied by Matt Thomas. Wait a second. When was this game? Sorry, I said DeAndre Jordan, but I meant to like uh, Towns or like whoever their big was. It was like three or four. It was uh, two or three days ago. Yes. It was? Yeah. I mean, he has no blocks in the last five games according to ESPN. I think I'm starting to think that perhaps Matt tricked us all and yeah. made up this question. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it at all. But he he has no blocks all year, according to this. this uh... <laughs> okay, but that, okay, that is actually way more believable. Yeah, he doesn't okay, have Matt. a single block all year. Nicely done. He also played five minutes in the Washington game. We won by 30, 29. So, Matt, uh, cheers, cheers to you. Honestly, great work. Great work. Um, okay, Ennis. Okay, uh, this is coming from Josh. Okay, Josh who is the cool. biggest midseason disappointment, player and team? Uh, player and team. I don't like to disparage players like that. You know, that's tough. Sure. Uh, I mean, I guess you know it would be it would have been great if Zion was back by now, and we've gotten to see all those nationally televised games with all the marquee matchups. So no, he's not. His circumstances are disappointing. Also, I think the whole thing of like the, the front office not getting his conditioning rights like as soon as he gets injured the whole league is like you can't be that height and weigh 280 pounds 
where was that in the three months between the draft and the beginning of the season? So right. that's disappointing. You know what I mean? In terms of team management, you sure. want to talk about the way organizations are run. Uh, as for the most disappointing team, I mean, I'm going to go with uh, the Knicks because imagine if they had done what? They're just disappointing in general. What's more disappointing than the Knicks? Yeah, the Knicks might be the most disappointing thing in yeah. the world yeah. at this point. <laughs> I always say that. I always yeah, say like, if you're ever, it's like if you if you want to like, you know, navigate like in the desert, find the North Star. And if you want to feel good, just think about the Knicks. But even like if you look at just the whole run of like, not only are they 11 and 32, but, you know, they fired Fisdale. They didn't give him a chance. Uh, there's all this weird shit where like the GM comes out and holds a press conference. Uh, they release... There's quotes recently where they're like, we're looking for rotation players if we're going to make trades, which proves they don't even get what the hell you do when you're a tanking team and it's not working. That's bad, yeah. It's just, it's just them and all the and all the Maasai talk, which is so delusional. It, it sounds like fan fiction at this point. Okay, Matt's playing the quickest question sting again. Uh, we're on the last question, but everyone gets a little turn here. Uh, we're going to do some... Uh, Ian Gordon wants us to do some rapid-fire mid-season awards. So, Matt, who's the MVP at the mid-season mark? Oh, that's an easy one. Giannis. Okay, Will, who's the MIP at the mid-season mark? Ooh, normally I would hate to give this to a second-year player, but, like, I kind of feel like it's got to be Doncic. Yes. Like, to go from, like, the best rookie to maybe the second-best player in the league is genuine improvement as opposed to just like well he's a year older than you know he's 20 instead of 19 yeah totally um Ennis you guys, you guys took the best ones go ahead Ennis who's the best defensive player uh in in the league halfway Rudy through Gobert. Matt who's the best rookie halfway through the year uh is it John ja Morant Yes, like, of course know. it is yeah um, confidence Will who's the best coach halfway through the year um, you know what? I'm this, one, this one's hard. I, I, I'm gonna go with Frank Vogel. What? Because like, yeah. He, I here's think why. that's it's fair. Like, that's a hard job, yeah. dude. LeBron, no awards for the Knicks. LeBron is LeBron is very prickly with his coaches. It's like he's coming in after really kind of like washing out hard and or like people really thought he was going to turn Orlando around, but like he really kind of flopped there. And what was he also like the like third or like. Nobody wanted him and everybody thought he was just going to get fired three weeks in because Jason Kidd was just going to like stab him in the back literally (laughs) at the first practice. And it's like they're playing so well and they're working really well. And like the team seems to like like him and respect him. And so it's like, I, you know, it would be him. And then I would say, I don't know, I'm I'm kind of tempted to go with Nick Nerd. But like this is hard because I don't I have not watched a lot of other teams this year. So like. I'm going to default to Nick Nurse because I've seen a lot of Nurse and like he's had to do a lot of adjustments and work with a lot of problems. This is not quickish. It's not, but it's fun. Ennis, last, last one. What is ish? As if there's a definition of ish. Right? Ennis, who's who's the executive, midseason executive? It's the last question. Uh, The midseason executive of the year is Masai Ujiri. And tied with Bobby Webster. I mean, let's be honest. They keep getting guys. We are. We have not missed a beat after losing the play, the championship MVP. We are right in there. We're now half a game out of second place in the conference. We're a top five team in the league. And Terrence Davis, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Matt Thomas, 
you know, just reclamation projects, uh, overlooked guys all over the place. Norm Powell finally coming up. The continued emergence of Fred Van Gleet, who at least has to be in the conversation for most improved. They do it all. Hell yes. Guys, that's the pod. I had a nice time except for Will. I had a nice time just in general with everyone. You know, it was a bit chaotic <laughs> at times, I'll say. When? But I had a laugh. When was it chaotic? When? You Never. give me one example. <laughs> Will, I- I'm going to give you the opportunity to plug first. I know you love <laughs> plugging what you got going on. Um, and the fact that people from Toronto can perhaps come check you out in L.A. Like that's You like that, right? Yeah, I so I'd love to plug not being asked back on this podcast for at least a calendar year. <laughs> We're not doing it. We're having you back uh, way um, sooner than that, baby. Uh, no, um, uh, 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 no, uh, no. Uh, Are you just no. saying no? <laughs> no, no, no to everything. <laughs> I refuse Sick. to plug. I won't do it. I love it. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would up, like to, uh, I'd like to plug my Patreon where you get nothing in return, <laughs> and I don't know how it works. Oh, hey, the, our Patreon is absolutely sick, okay? <laughs> it's, like, stacked with cool shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you, get, you, get, you get Flibber with Freddy and... Uh, That's right. You get you get flubber shoes with Freddy, and we'll give you some smelly stickers and everything. It's, it's good time. <laughs> um, Ennis. Smelly what, stickers? What, what are you doing, Ennis? What are you doing um, in L.A. right now? Uh, I'm just uh, down here, just just trying to uh, make it in show business. That's uh, that's my <laughs> that's my idea. I was I was told this is where you go when okay. you're 41, when you're 41 and you're Turkish and you're uh, you, you you're a little overweight. So this is where the the this is where the stars are born. And I, I yeah. think, oh, I just want to be a big star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's great. It's, what, a, like, what, a, what, a worth, what a worthwhile pursuit that isn't hollow and doesn't tear at your insides every second. Okay, when Will figure. talks like this, I yeah. laugh. All yeah. right? I'm trying and to fit in. I'm, trying I'm to scared. Fit in. I'm trying to fit in. Well, guys, I, I don't know. I Wait, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, go. It's tough uh, to come off just coming off being like a series regular on a network show. I know I'd be extremely depressed if I were that? in that position. See that? He flipped it on me. <laughs> he flipped it on me. Uh, but yes, well, thanks for reminding me. I wasn't going to bring it up, but the final season of Blindspot will be coming to NBC this summer and CTV for our Canadian fans. And uh, you can see me possibly eating some of Will's, uh, uh, the fruits of his dough uh, while we watch Sixers Raptors on Wednesday. Will, if you're interested. Text me. <laughs> I love that. That all ended with you and yet again inviting Will. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's the that's the podcast equivalent of proposing on the jumbotron. <laughs> is asking your friends to come watch a basketball <laughs> game in two days. And you notice he didn't say yes. Yeah, he didn't say yes at all. I did notice we'll, that, and I didn't bring we'll it reveal up. The answer to, we'll reveal the answer to that uh, uh, on uh, the next time I'm on the pod. Right. In uh, three years. In one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, who the hell is Ennis? Yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> um, there it is. Listen, Will didn't mean that. Uh, Ennis, Will, they love each other. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Um, me and Matt are basically going to just like, pull our hair out and, and jump through a flaming window, I think. Um, oh. No, I'm, uh, I, I was just trying to be cool and descriptive, but this was a very fun podcast. <laughs> 
And we, we, had a, we had a lot of hot takes. It was good. Uh, thanks, guys. Sound cool. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Thank oh, you, guys. What a treat. Right. See ya. Bye. His phone is ringing. Yeah, we know. Is this the end credit music? I don't know. I'm just like scared. The wall of noise. <laughs> it was the Freddy on the Fly theme, guys. Phil, Phil Spector, famous for having a phone ringing over some music. <laughs>